you know how you, I don't even know how to say this. You know how, how you know you're getting older? Great hair your pews. Well, that's one <laughs> one thing, yeah. And you're still alive? Yeah, that's another thing. good. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, man, I've never had, well, I guess I did kind of have back issues before, but, man, I was just getting off the couch Friday afternoon. It sounds so stupid. I just got up wrong, and I'm telling you, my back is has been killing me for two days now. You need a backy out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's spi- it's spinal. Wait, yeah. so wait, so you just got up off the couch wrong and your back's been hurting for? Literally, yes. That's what that's exactly it, like to the point where I'm like, I don't know what I, I mean, it's pain, man. But anyway, enough of me. Um so big shout out to uh to my freshman boys basketball team and the head coach of at St. Vincent Pilate. We won our first fall league game today. Oh cool. So uh, yeah, man, I was proud of them. They, you know, so it's, it's I mean it's just fall league, so we'll see what happens. I got some bigs. I got like four kids that are six three. Dang. Yeah, freshmen. No, so, I was gonna say so. This is this is high school, but high school freshmen. High school freshmen, correct? Okay. Yeah. So I mean, we recruited them. You know, we we got some got a good class of bigs, good class of guards. They're gonna be, we're gonna be really strong in a couple years. Our varsity will be good this year. Our backcourt is six two and six three. Both are going D one next year. So mm. yeah. Anyway, I'm still trying to breathe, man. My back. <laughs> and uh, oh. Before I forget, I gotta tell everybody out there. Um, I failed to do this last week. Naomi actually wanted to come on the podcast last week to tell everybody to have a great school year. And then she, you know, got a little nervous about it, so just asked me to do it, and of course I didn't. So she said, "Make sure, <laughs> yeah, of course." But yeah. can can she Dad do it in failed. Korean? She can. She's so, her so Korean she, is getting really good, by the way. That's why we need her and not you. Because what about our Korean listeners? We, you know, what's funny. We do have some Korean listeners. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about that? That's cause of BTS, yeah. man. Yeah, it's a BTS effect. I'm telling you. <laughs> and she can read Korean. She's like reading Korean now. It's crazy. Good thing is she can still read English too. But anyway, she wanted to say, <laughs> um, you know, tell everybody that she hopes that their school year is starting off great, and to all of her uh, her her cohorts, have a great school year. She wants everybody's. Everybody who's listening, tell your kids that Naomi said to have a great school year. So, there's that. That's out of the way. Um, anyway, you guys had a good weekend? Yeah, it was pretty good for me. Nothing that yeah. could have happened. Nobody told me to drive 25 miles per hour. And I yeah. actually... <laughs> so, I, I, I drove... I drove her home a different way just to not pass by that house. Oh, you're scared, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, it's like man. the house in It. We're going to get she, to that. But she's in your head. I don't want any yeah. trouble, man. Yeah. We got a good show tonight, by the way, people. And, I, you know, big shout out. Um, some people did actually comment on uh, my personal Facebook post. If you're not friends with me on Facebook, don't worry about it. I probably won't accept you. But anyway, but that said, I did get some good feedback. So we're going to talk about that, um, about uh, HBCUs and, and should we steer our ki- kids that way. But first and foremost, we always got to start with UAB football, right? Go Blazers. Yeah, as long as the season's over. Now, there's some controversy here, though. So we beat Akron yesterday. By eleven, right? Yes. Yeah. Right? It, it okay. shouldn't have been that close, but yes. The last okay. two games shouldn't have been that close. Well, this yeah, is true, but yeah. we did beat the spread. Now, here's where this gets interesting. We're all fans of College Game Day on ESPN. I love it. That's literally one of my favorite shows. Uh, I showed I, I all that picture where I met Kurt Herbstreit, didn't I? No. Oh, uh, really? I, uh, I saw that one. 
Yeah, he was at. We, they had a CIO thing, and my boss took us, took me to it. Oh, yes, oh, that, yes, that, I yes, did yes, see that. Yeah, yes. he was. He he was actually at our table and and shouted us out a couple times. And I wow. did. Give, I did give UAB a shout when I was talking to him. Okay. And I had a UAB tie on when I was there, so he knew that I was a UAB fan. That's what's up, man. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, Kirk is, is is legit. I like him. So the Bear, if anybody watches College Game Day, the Bear, he always picks, what is it, three or it's three, three games, right? Yeah. Okay. And he picks those games. Now, he moves the Vegas line. UAB was nine-point favorites. This is about 9.30 Eastern yesterday morning. It was a 12 p.m. Eastern kick, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he has UAB on top, and he said they were 40-point favorites, they needed a kickoff return to beat Alabama State. Akron is – I'm not going to pick them to win it outright, but they're covering this nine points. That point spread went from nine to seven by kickoff. Oh, wow. Right. I didn't, I didn't Crazy. know that much. Yeah. Yes. That thing dropped two points by kickoff. So, I mean, you know, that's that's crazy. So, you know, but anyway, hey, we covered the seven and we covered the nine. So, there you go. Um <laughs> The other two teams, you know, that we I guess we have to talk about in Alabama. Alabama and Auburn both won, so, you know, War Eagle. Um, <laughs> but, but Tennessee did. Good Lord. Oh, man. Somebody, somebody needs to lose their job in Tennessee, man. That I mean, they are in real trouble. Oh, it's coming. It's yeah. coming. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's coming. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have some music and uh, movie stuff coming up, too. A lot of people have been asking us like to cover some of that stuff. I know we got a lot of requests to cover Dave Chappelle, so we're going to add that. we got to give the people what they want. But first, um, Preston, I, I think it was you that brought up this idea of HBCUs. Oh, no, it was Ray. It was, wasn't it Ray because of Jamel Hill's article? Yeah, because Jamel Hill had, a, had an article, a pretty good article, uh, about uh, black Black athletes should start going to HBCUs, uh, historically black uh, colleges and universities, versus uh, PWIs or predominantly white institutes. Uh, I didn't know they had an acronym. Yeah, it it does. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, I just say white schools, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, or school, yeah, just schools, or just schools, college, colleges, yeah. But yeah, her her argument was that you know you've got most of the athletes uh, in these at these colleges are black, and but they only make up like six percent of the actual population of the schools. And they're bringing all this money to the colleges and stuff. Where your HBCUs, they uh, they have, of course, mostly black uh, school, uh, mostly black athletes. Athletes, and uh, they're not getting the money. And the it's not stipends, but it's uh, what is it? Uh, Grants. The money that they get, you know, they're campuses aren't as nice as these other ones and so that's turning off a lot of other students from going just because of the just the way it seems like going to a PWI is a lot better experience than uh, HBCU. It's very interesting. Um, I could talk about this all night but I but I won't Um, but I will tell you I have a friend uh, whose daughter was one of the top basketball players in the state of Maryland here. Okay, she went to back to back. They won the state championship. They, I think they went 
back to back to back to the final four for the state. So I think they lost in the semis, then they won the whole thing, and then they lost in the championship. She had 20 offers, Division One offers, okay? She chose to go to a uh, HBCU in Norfolk State. And she actually had an offer for an Ivy League school. Um, now, when she accepted this, now, and I'm going to talk about this from a few ways. Now, I want your perspective. Preston, I know you have some, some insight on this as well. Um, but when she chose that, what she said was her parents, they never forced her to what school to go to, right? Which no parents should. I mean, your kid has to be comfortable. But what, she, what they did was they told her not to just write off or just dis, you know, discredit an HBCU strictly because it was an HBCU, which I think is also important. Um, you guys agree with that? I, I agree with that. I do too. Okay. So what she did when she got to Norfolk State, she fell in love. She said, this is where I want to be. And I don't know about you guys. I know that's what happened with me at UAB. Um, because I did look at several schools, and um, I thought I was going to end up at Bowie State, which is an HBCU here in Maryland. But I went to UAB, and it was just like, this is it. Like that light bulb kind of went on. Like, you know, this is where I want to be. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think that's like that for most kids. Um, and I'm going to read a there's, – there's one parent, uh, this kid Miles, uh, played for me his last year, played basketball, and he had – Man, there were so many coaches in the gym looking at him, you know, over the last year, year or two. I mean, great kid, 4-0 student, um, incredible basketball player. And he went to Randolph-Macon, and it was kind of the same thing. I mean, he, he was going on these unofficial and official visits. But when he went on, when he went there, it was kind of like, this is it. This is where I'm going to be. Like, he just knew. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's not an HBCU. But the, my point being... I think that kids just know, they just know, and you know, I want your insight on this too, but I think they just know, no matter what the school is, whether it be an HBCU or a PWI, these, these acronyms are funny, by the way, <laughs> you, you just kind of know that it's the right fit for you at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, um, it, it, it depends on your upbringing too and your background. <clears throat> because... Um, my biggest comparison, me and my wife were talking about this subject before the podcast, and we were talking about if you, any of you all watch Blackish. Yeah, well, that's our Cosby show. Right. When we were kids, we watched Cosby Show as a family. We watched Blackish as a family when we were Which kids. is funny because before it came out, people were like, man, I ain't watching this crap. It's Blackish. Man, man, I was I, one of those people. They were old. Yeah, people, I remember. Yeah. There were older people at work that were judging it before they even saw the show, like just based off the name. So, yeah. Um, but it ended up being a really good show. I never it's had a, a problem show. with it. But but Junior chose to go to I think it's Howard on the show. But Howard, then he, yep. yeah, he ends up dropping out for a year or whatever. But he yeah. chooses to go to Howard for yeah. a semester. And but he grew up in a, a rich background, mostly going to school with mostly uh, Caucasians. Chose to go to a black school to get, kind of get some kind of roots in his culture, right? So I talked to my wife about it. She grew up going to mostly private schools, Catholic schools, and so she chose to go to um, Clark Atlanta. And she said she chose to go to Clark Atlanta for the same reason. Mm -hmm. Now, me on the other hand, I got scholarships to Alabama State, A and M, uh, Talladega, Tuskegee. I didn't take any of those. Morehouse. I thought about taking, but my dad had something to do with it, and I just didn't want anything, <laughs> didn't hold anything over my head. And Morris Brown, which is now, you know, 
gone, but it used to be there too. But he had something to do with both of those because he knew people on the board. Didn't take any of them. I ended up going to UAB mostly because I grew up in an all-black small town where, and I've told you guys this before, a lot of my friends didn't even see a white person in real life until like ninth or 10th grade. So I wanted the diversity. I wanted to be around different kind of people. I felt like UAB kind of helped me grow up a little bit more, especially with what, I'm, what I see in my workplace versus what I grew up seeing. So so it, that was my, my deciding factor. And uh, little known fact, I actually started UAB wanting to be pre-med. So that was yeah, that. That's great school for that. Exactly. And it lasted six months. And then I said, nope, not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> our, our buddy Zeke actually went to be pre-med at UAB. Oh, what? no way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Wow. I, I didn't know yeah. that one either. So. Well, you know, he's he's been there long enough to be be a oh. doctor. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up. Oh, by the way, since we're speaking about friends, big shout out to our boy Chuck D. Had a birthday today. So, yeah, happy birthday, uh, birthday man. Yeah, I'm just yeah. coming from uh, hanging out with him for his birthday. Actually, yeah. There you go. Good stuff, man. Good dude. Um, so my wife went to Bowie State, which is an HBCU, and she went there on a basketball scholarship. She grew up, it's very, I'd say, probably a lot like your wife, um, Preston, but she didn't grow up in private schools, though, but she grew up in a very, um, how should I put this, Caucasian <laughs> area. Like, like it just was. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it was not, um, you know, they, they were a small, small minority, very small percentage of black students where she grew up. Um, and, and we talked a lot about this. So she actually said that there was, she had a lot of fear about going to HBCU because she had never, you know, her teammates when she was growing up were all white. Um, she had never really been in kind of an environment where she was the majority. And she was like, well, grew up in a, you know, pretty expensive county in Maryland, actually the richest county in America. Um, and she didn't really know how she was going to be accepted, but she said it was by far the best decision she ever made. Um, mm. so I'm, I'm, I'm curious if, if Carly feels that way too. Um, she said it was enlightening. She felt empowered. Um, she felt like she could be herself. Um, everyone was very accepting of her. Uh, and and accepting of each other, like there was a there was a sense of pride on campus. Like you were together, you you didn't have to worry about like being the minority. You know what I mean? It's, it's, and, she said this, Carly did say the same thing. Just to, not to cut you off, but no, go ahead. You said you wondered not to cut me off, but you cut me off. She, <laughs> shut up, man. She said the exact same thing, exactly how Bernanda said it about yeah. being the majority. It was just empowering or whatever. So go ahead. Yeah, and she says, a, and and I'm and I'm curious about this because. When I think of HBCUs, I think there's a hierarchy, and I think that Clark and Morehouse are at the top, right? Mm -hmm. There is prestige that comes with those names as far as HBCUs. Like, I would literally die for one of my kids to go to either Morehouse or, or Clark because they're, or, or I guess Spellman too, right? Yeah, yeah. You got to, since you got a girl. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's what I was thinking of. Clark is up there too, but I was thinking. I'm sorry about that, Carl. I was thinking about Spell, Spellman or Morehouse, but um, but Clark as well. I mean, there, you know, Howard. You know, there's like these like schools that are at the top. You know what I mean? Um, it's funny she would say that about felt like she could be herself. 
I had the exact same thought about going to UAB because, and this is going to sound crazy, I, and, uh, we're just talking like we're at the house, right? right? So I felt like growing up, being around all black people, sometimes I had to find, I had to to, to hide my intelligence sometimes. See, Where that's I, how I felt. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's, you know, it's not cool to be smart. So half the time I was getting grades that were really good, but just not my best just because I didn't want to be super smart. I didn't want to be alienated by feeling smart. And then the thing that changed me, I was telling my wife about this last night. Uh, I was going to middle school in Selma, Alabama. And we came up here for a math tournament, and we played Vestavia. And people that don't know where Vestavia is, it's a kind of a upper level part of town in Birmingham. Yes, but their mascot is the Rebels, and it is a rebel. Yes, just so you can... <laughs> for now. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's not a bear; it's a rebel. <laughs> right, it's not Ole Miss. Yeah. We came up here and and did a math tournament, and we got smoked. And our teacher, he was like, I just want you all to experience this. I mean, we were all sad on the bus and stuff. And he was like, I just need you all to know how far, how, how much better you have to get. Because mm-hmm. this is what you're competing against in the real world. And, and that hit me in the eighth grade. And then when I got ready to go to college, I said, oh, I'm going to UAB just for that experience. And I felt like I needed that. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody's different, though. I mean, I, one of my sisters went to HBCU. So, and she loved her experience there. So it just depends on the person. And see, mine, I uh, I grew up in, well, I grew up in Nashville, and we were in, like, the suburbs of Nashville, so it was, like, I'm the black guy, and then, you know, <laughs> every now and then, there'll be another black guy, we look at each other, yeah, like, okay, <laughs> well, no, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we, we look at each other and compare each other, be like, oh, okay, like, I... I would actually talk about black people like I wasn't a black person. Then my mom was like worried about that. So we moved to we moved to Anniston, where it was like you know mostly black people and a few white people. And so I got to kind of experience that at a level where I was like, okay, well, I don't really fit in either one of these. And so UAB kind of made I was able to go and kind of fit in like in my own lane, where it was like, yeah, you've got. You know, like people like Fred and Olivia, and people that are, you know, smart, but well, yeah, country too. But we'll talk about Fred and his volunteer slave stuff one day. (laughs) That's definitely coming. That's definitely coming. Yes. But, you know, I got to experience the, you know, black and white side of it, I guess. And so, uh, and my brother, on the other hand, who had the same upbringing where he spent more time in Aniston than he did in Nashville, he went to Alabama State. And I'm at Alabama State helping move in. I'm like, oh no, I can't do I couldn't do this at all. And <laughs> don't forget don't forget to say where he went to high school in Vestavia. Yeah, he did go to high school in Vestavia. So, you know, he got the I guess opposite experience of me. Right. But a different experience. Yeah, also his roommate stole all his stuff on the last day he was there. Ooh. So uh, that will that will do it too. But I guess I do to say we've I've kind of experienced from a I guess from the sideline the HBCU experience and I think it does you know it does feel inclusive it does make you feel like you know people care about you and that you fit in but I also feel like it doesn't really prepare you for how life is in the real world. Okay, and someone did say that on on my post, and I'm going to get to that in a second. I, I 
I do hear that, but I think it all. So, so let's talk about that in a second. So, um, so let me read. So, a couple of the responses. Let me read that, uh, and, and I'll start with that one. Um, this is uh, someone I coach with who who's a woman, uh, but she said it would kind of be like she. Well, she had opportunities to go to an all women's college. Now she is Caucasian, so she said so she can kind of see that side of it and I said yeah that's that's actually a really good I guess comparison right um I'm not you know none of us are women at least I don't think we have we are or ever have been no but um, I would have so, loved to go to an all-girl school yeah yeah I'd glad well yeah <laughs> Be the, moving on <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she also said not enough diversity and not a good representation of our world if you go to and I, I kind of I felt a little bit about that the way that that came across, but you know, whatever. Um, that's her her thoughts. Um, this guy used to coach his kid. Um, he said graduate graduation rates need to improve. I don't know what that has to do with being there. I think that you kind of yeah. Have- I saw that and I was like, I um, I don't know. How, I mean, we'll talk about that offline. Okay. <laughs> um, no, uh, we we can talk about it here a little bit. So so I don't get what he's saying, but I guess well. Maybe he's implying that if his kid went there, then it would be tougher for them to get financing. And, and um, uh, I, okay, back to the Carly example, right? Carly said it was harder at an HBCU to get certain financing than it was for, she thought, it her people that went to other schools. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just to tie that in, maybe that's what he meant by it. I'm not sure. I don't think that's what he meant, though. Okay. Well, like I, I think, think I he's think saying like, like prestige, but. yeah, like like the graduation rate. Like, hey, these people going to school, they're dropping out and not graduating. Whereas I kind of feel like the HBCU helps you a lot more to graduate. Like they care, they actually care about you graduating. But see, I can flip that two ways, right? Because I remember picking Aaron up one day. No, I was taking Aaron to school at Alabama State, and they're like, "Hey, make sure you forget remember to register by this date." Three people told him that before we even got to his dorm room, okay? Mm-hmm. And I thought about UAB, and when my mom dropped me off, I was like a man from the day I stepped out the car because they didn't remind you of nothing. Well, that's what I'm saying. They you know, care about you at the HBCU. Exactly. But, yes. I, but I'm saying I grew up more because nobody was reminding me and tapping me, and it made oh, me more like the real world. That's what I'm saying. Certainly, certainly. And that was my, hey, it prepares you more for the real, real world, the PWI, or at least one that I went to where they're like, I don't care if you come to school. I don't care if you graduate. Yeah, I don't awesome. care if you eat. Just make sure I don't the check care. clears. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you do whatever. And, yeah, we'll kick you out when we need to kick you out. But, yeah, we're we're not uh, we're not spoon feeding you. We're, you're not a baby. You're an adult as soon as you step on this campus. Yeah. Right. Well, let me – so um, Sam, who is Bernanda's cousin, loves Sam to death. She listens. She's in um, – she actually lives in Durham, North Carolina. She grew up there. Or Raleigh, somewhere down there. She said, uh, I wouldn't exchange my HBCU experiences. I went for grad and undergrad for anything else in the world. I was always the only black kid in school and wanted to experience something different, but it definitely wasn't easy. I think because of that, I became more resilient and more confident. I don't think I would be as confident as I am now if I had gone to UNC or another PWI. So I hope parents start adding HBCUs to their college tours. And she went to Bennett College for undergrad and uh, got her master's from North Carolina A&T. So I thought that was, and, that, and that's the other thing too, like there's a, 
it kind of goes back to what Carly and Bernanda said, where there is a sense of empowerment, you know, and you you gain that. Hey, sorry about the dogs. Hold on. That, those, those dogs are descendants of slave owners. They were empowered. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, like, so anyway, Stop talking. Yeah, right. So anyway, so the point being um, that there was uh, th- there is a sense of empowerment that comes with being the majority there. And and the other thing is that that uh, Bernanda said, and I wonder if Carly said this, too. There's like a it's it's kind of like that nod you give. So, Ray, when you saw that one other black guy in Nashville, you know, there's the nod. And there's also that when you come from an HBCU. There's like a sense of, like, I, if I see somebody with a UAB shirt on in Maryland, I'm like, hey, cool, I went to UAB. You went to UAB? Yeah, I went to UAB, too. But if you're like, man, I'm a bulldog. I went to Bowie State. That's my bulldog family. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be, too, because HBCUs are typically smaller. But I don't think PWIs have that. I don't think that there's like that. It's almost like a fraternity, you know, like that's my, you know, brother or sister from this school. Like we Mm -hmm. have that, that bond. And I don't, I don't necessarily feel that bond with anybody else from you. You know what I mean? And I can see it from like, you know, we have the classic here every year and it's Alabama state, Alabama A&M. And it is tons of people come here just to hang out with, you know, the people from their schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, and it's like a reunion. It's like a family reunion. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, family reunion. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. So, and if you didn't go to one of them, you feel like you're you're a guest at the family. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you just got invited to the cookout. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I think that um, I I really, really, really want uh naomi when she gets in a few years to consider hbcus i would net like i would never say you have to go to hbcu but i i really want her to experience that and also because wherever she goes to high school she will be a very very uh small minority in that school so because she'll be in private school um but i i hope that i hope that she at least considers it um but i want Ultimately, you want your kids to feel at home because they that it, that will be their home for the next four years, right? Right. Um, but I think that there that there is power in that. I think that there's, you know, it, that I think that as uh, Samantha put it, at least put it in the rotation, at least consider it. And like my buddy, I mean, I, I'm telling you, I thought she was going to a Big Ten school, and I was shocked. I was literally my jaw was on the floor when she picked Norfolk State, but she said my parents. You know, always told me never just write them off, never write off an HBCU because, you know, the masses don't go there. Um, kind of like the Johnston brothers from UAB football, you know, I mean, they had some big time offers and they picked UAB, you know. Yeah, and, so. you know, coming from coming from the you know era of a different world, I really wanted to go to HBCU. Like they just made that and do the right, not do the right thing. Uh, school uh, days. School now. Man. School days scared me, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the uh, a different world. I'm with you. <laughs> they they made me want to go to HBCU, but then it was like, eh, nah. I, I I've I've had enough of just black people. Yeah, yeah. But I but I, I think that the other thing is you're dealing with a different mindset. No matter where you go to college whether it be a HBCU or a PWI, you're dealing with people who are looking for, for deeper understanding, for 
you know, expanding their knowledge. So it, it wouldn't be because let's face it, where you were growing up in Anniston was also ranked like the dumbest city in America. But I'm not saying that to be funny. Back then, um, it wasn't the dumbest city in America. It was like the fifth dumbest city in America. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Get it right. Or it's you can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Um, but I mean, you know, it's so there's that, you know, where I don't think you necessarily would have had that that type of uh, you would have been around different black people. But yes, yeah, all black people. So. And another thing too, Sharon, um, I don't want people to assume that the amenities at a black school are, are lesser than at a, a PWI because that's something that I did when I went on uh-huh. my black school visit. visit. Uh, one of my schools I went to was Alabama State, and my sister went there, so I knew all about it. And when I went to UAB, our dorms were more apartment-like. So mm-hmm. you kind of had, had your own separate area. You had a kitchen inside of your apartment, I mean, inside of your dorm. Yeah, room, tall. A bathroom inside of your, your, you know, all that stuff. And I was blown away by that compared to what I saw at Alabama State, where we were touching each other in two beds that were super close, right? Yeah. So you had the shower down the hall. Yep. Right. And so I assumed that was that experience, right? So I, I went down to Alabama one summer to visit somebody, and they were the same way. And I had just assumed that was a an Alabama State thing just mm. because, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. my yeah. mind automatically went there like, oh, man, y'all doing it at Alabama, too? Oh, I can't do it. Couldn't do this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I'm glad I didn't go there either. So, because <laughs> yeah. I'm all about my privacy, man. And to to Jamel's article, she says that, you know, the HBCUs put a huge percentage of your uh, black professionals into the workforce. The politicians, uh, Kamala Harris went to uh, HBCU Mm -hmm. um, and your uh, your doctors and a lot of your black professionals are coming from HBCUs, like a huge percentage of them. Yeah, 100 percent. Right. No, great point. I mean, it's not a lesser education, you know, and I don't know. I I, I definitely hope that uh that you know Naomi looks at that. Um, and and the other thing with the athletes, you know, there was a great special. It's a couple years ago now about basketball, and they were showing like I think Avery Johnson went to Southern. Man, that team was smashing folks. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and they were really good, which is the HBCU. And they were really good, but then players started just slowly going to PWIs, as you said. And that was, you know, again, to Jamel Hill's point, you know, I mean, if they, you know, there's a lot of issues at some of these schools. Can you imagine if the top athletes all started going back to HBCUs? And you know what started the uh, black players going to PWIs or kind of kicked off or uh, made it speed up? It was, uh, of course, after Brown versus Board of Education. Right. But uh, Alabama went and got smoked by a team with a bunch of black people on yep. there. And so Bear oh, Bryant was like, yep, can't do that. Got to let yeah. the blackies in. And, and so he said something to the to the effect of, I need to get me one of those races or something. Yeah. 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 So. So roll tide. Yeah. <laughs> it always comes back to that. All right. Good conversation. So give us your thoughts. You know, reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook. Um at uh, Call Me Daddy Podcast, Call Me Daddy Pod One on Twitter, and Call Me Daddy Podcast at gmail.com. So, any closing thoughts on that, guys? Mm, not really. Yeah, I think we covered <laughs> Yeah, I think we, we, we've beaten that one uh, as far as we can go yeah. for now. All right, good stuff. So, um, so I did want to tell you guys, Ray, I know you saw it. 
So I do want to hear about that. But I got to say something real quick about this music. And I got to see, Preston, you did put me on to at least one of these. There has been some great music drop in the last few weeks. So not going to go through all of it, but I'm just going to list. I'm not going to critique each one, but um, I'm a huge Common fan. Uh, Preston, I know you didn't really... You I, 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 I was in the I was in the wrong environment. I was in the car. Okay, so That's, now what do you think? It's more like cleanup music for me. Well, I hadn't listened to it yet. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I, I listened to it in the car, and then I had Paisley, and I was like, ah, I don't know much cussing in it, so I listened to it. Later. Yeah, it's not a lot. It, it's yeah, really, it, it isn't. Yeah, con- there's a like one or two songs, but it's not like his album like what ten maybe six seven years ago. He had a lot more in there, but um, it's funny, man. It's, I think Common is like his music is transforming with his age. But to me, I still love it. I think it's like, a, I don't know, man. It's almost like a vintage hip-hop where it's just kind of, it's clean, you know? But so judging this against B, which one is better? Ooh. I like B better. Yeah, but, I do too. Uh, I say that this is kind of like his 444. It's a lot more mature, like, subject is. matter as far as... Uh, I mean, he touches on. And Sherm, have you read his book? I've I've read his autobiography. His new book, I guess. No, I've not read his new book. Okay, so I, I've heard. I haven't read it either, but I've heard in the book where he touches on you know being molested as a kid, and he's got that you know in his in a song that he's got. He's also got a song about you know his daughter or talking to his daughter about you know basically kind of loving her the way she wants to be loved where he thought he was doing right by her she was like nope you you weren't love me the way i want to be loved so that kind of thing you know he's got on there where you know b was nowhere close to that yeah and he he actually has a remix to uh i used to love her so <laughs> that's um and it's kind of like a like not a not a remix it's a um uh, it's sort of along the same subject matter. It is, yeah, but it's it's uh, I don't know what the word a second second kind of whatever the word like is. a sequel to a a yeah. Sequel. Thank you. That's what I'm looking for. It's a sequel to that. So so that was really good. So how many stars out of five do you give it, Ray? Uh, now this is the thing, and I might have to go back and read it because I had to work till midnight, so I listened to it literally on the way home. Uh, after midnight so with that listen out of five i'll give it probably like a three three and a half okay i'm going four i'm gonna give it a four i don't think it's his best work but it's still common um and i thought it's really good it's like a mature common so um all right so we're good on that we'll press we'll get your offline we'll get your after you listen to it again um Another one, Joel Ortiz. Have you guys heard that? I've not, not listened to that one yet. Not the whole thing. Oh, Just a few tracks. Okay, let me know after you guys listen. I'm giving that a solid five. Four and oh, wow. five. This is a banging album. I'm telling you, I loved it. So let me know when you guys finish that. All right, moving on. No, wait. Um, did you did you ever listen to the new Little Brother? Yes, and that's the next one I was going to talk about. Okay. <laughs> yep. So I think Joel Ortiz. I'm gonna give a. I'll go four and a half. I think the little brothers are five. Blackness. <laughs> <laughs> um, where do you go on that? I go four. I go. Uh, I go four and a half. Um, and like I said, I loved it. Uh, wasn't like up there with the with their best work. And I think. If they had uh, ninth on the beats, yeah. mm-hmm. that would have put them up there at a five. But I mean, the beats weren't bad. 
they had a lot of crisis beats and uh, like the producer crisis, not like struggle beats. But um, yeah, so it, it was good. And the subject matter again was like grown folk issues, uh, especially where he was talking about the guy celebrating because his daughter, you know, his daughter's birth, 18th birthday passed and she graduated college. So um, he doesn't have to pay child support or tuition. So he's going to the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh. And, and of course, they they yell out every now and then, blackness. <laughs> yeah, yes, they do. That's funny. Um, Preston, you put me on to this one, uh, Jadenia. Ah, uh, Jadenia, yes. Yeah, yeah. Jadenia is the truth, man. Um, yeah. And this is the funny part about. Well, never mind. I'll talk about that later. <laughs> but but, but Jadenia is the the spiritual encompass uh, embodiment of like a. Um, I, I picture him like Andre 3000 mixed with um, what's the lady he signed to? Um, they didn't Tessa Thompson. Um, Janae Janelle Monae. Yes. Yeah. It, it, he he's somewhat in between both of those. I can see that. You know what I mean? Like his, his style is kind of all over the place. And, yeah. And that uh-huh. that trip to Africa he had it really did him well because his album has a lot of yeah. African themed stuff on it. Man, it, it's so dope to me. Yeah. Eighty five to Africa. Yes, I give it like a strong four. A four point two. I, I never, I never finished it because I downloaded the the clean version before I got on a plane, and it was being bleeped out. So I was like, "I'm a grown man. I can't listen to bleeped out music. Uh, I'll check it out later." I never got back to it. You can't okay. limit the car. I'd, yeah, I'd give it a four. Also, I thought it was really good. Um, I listen to a lot of music, man. So I only have two, two more. Oh, Rhapsody. I've not listened oh, to yet. Oh man. Oh jeez. Yes. That yeah. was a good one. Yeah. Okay, so what are your grades? Because I'm listening to it tomorrow. So what it, are your grades? It, it, it's darn near perfect. I, I would give it like a, a four and a half. Yeah, I give it like a four and four, 4.675. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the okay. thing I like about Rhapsody, man, is that she, first of all, there are so many good women MCs right now. 100%. The Lizzo girl, um, I don't know if you all know Tierra Wack. Are you all familiar with her? Uh-huh. I, uh, I'm gonna have to send you all an album. She has a 15 minute album. Each song is one minute. Oh, and, oh wow! And you just like you just and it's a visual album. Like you can just watch all the videos back to back. They are so interesting. Hmm. All okay. right. So, um, oh man, it, it's crazy. But anyway, her Rhapsody. Um, let's see who else is bringing it. Um, it's one more woman rapper I was trying. Oh, Lizzo. I already said her name. Mm-hmm. She's she's super interesting. She can rap and sing, and most of them can rap and sing. Actually, I don't think Rhapsody rap, uh, sings that much. And Lizzo apparently plays the flute. <laughs> yeah, she does. Seen a video of her playing the flute on stage. She plays huh. the flute and twerks at the same time. And well, it's the weirdest. That's interesting. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. In the world. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Oh, Ray, what? No, so that would be number reason number what. Uh, which one is that? Like your playing daughter the flute, on stage? Yes, uh, that's a low one. That's probably like six seventy three. That that Yeah, that one. Yeah, I don't see that combination happen. If it does, you know, like yeah, well, that's not yeah. the worst thing that can happen. You know, you know that that other girl, uh, Doja Cat. She's actually pretty dope. She is. Yeah, she's pretty dope too. Now she does. She's all over the place, but she's she is dope. weird. Did you hear that? Uh, Sherm, this is more for you than P, because I know he's seen it. That video, uh, was it Moo? Mm, I'm a cow. Yeah, she's no. like, 
B, I'm a cow. B, I'm a cow. I'm not a cat. I don't say meow. And it is like stupid rap like that, but it is so catchy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Baby Shark. <laughs> baby Shark of hip hop. She did it as basically a joke. And then, uh, it, then it took off and got so many views on YouTube. That is like her biggest song ever. Yes. So she released wow. her album with that on it. Wow. Yeah, That's it, crazy. It's stupid, too. Wow. Stupid. It sounds stupid, but uh, I get it, though. Um, all right. And, and she's twerking a- in a cow uh, outfit, which oh is, I guess, 674. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't know what that is, these are the, the, the reasons that Ray does not want a daughter. So, anyway. Um... So I did listen to a couple R&B also. I listened to Her's album, which mm-hmm. I thought was really good. So I'd give that... I, I'd say it was good. I don't know about really good. I'd give that like a three and a half. See, but I, I, think thought it's, that, I thought that was a re-release of something she already put out. Mm. I thought it was. Because when I tried to download it, it was like uh-huh. already in my library. So I don't know if it just came back out with maybe an extra song or two on it or something. But I didn't re-listen Hmm, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. But I thought it was good. I mean, it was good. But I thought that one that really got me is Raphael Sadiq. Ah, that's the one I was supposed to. Leave. I'm glad you said that. I'm down yeah. with it now. This yeah, is like a. Out. Have you heard it, Ray? No. Yeah, it's. I, I would give this like a, a strong four and a quarter. Um, it's really good. I mean, is that it's very Jimmy deep. Lee? Is that that one? Uh, yes, Jimmy yes. Lee. Okay, yeah. I did download it. I just didn't listen. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's really good. It, it, he's got some uh, some deep songs in there, man. So, uh, oh, and then the other one is uh, um, Snow Allegra. Is that yes, Snow? yes, I downloaded that. Yes. That's a bad album, dude. really bad. Yes, yes, better than good. Yes, yes, good. That's <laughs> that's like a four and four and a half, four and three quarters for yes. me. I thought that album was great. So, um, so big shout out to all those artists. Any other music you guys heard? I listened to a lot of music this week. Um, I think that rounds up just about everything that I listen to. I know yeah, Pusha T rounds about. Pusha oh, T yeah. has a new song out, and I like that. Um, Earth Gang, who is signed to J Cole, has an album out, and it's kind of like a futuristic outcast yeah. slash. Yeah, it's it's kind of all over the place. Uh, you should probably listen to that one. Okay. Um, I gotta try it again later. And Sir, um, who's on the same label? I want to check out Sir. I yes. do too. Yeah, my buddy Manuel said Sir was really good. Yes, sir. Sir, kind of reminds you of uh, what's my favorite R&B act right now? Um, I'm having a blank right now. Um, the guy he's from the West Coast, Big Teeth, uh, Anderson Pack. Yes. Oh that's yeah, what I was yeah, say. yeah. It seemed like an Anderson Pack yeah, type yeah, movie. That, okay, yeah, I'm definitely checking that out because I think right now that's been my favorite album of the year. It that probably has been. It's gotten the most burn all year for me too. Yeah, yeah. that's probably right. You that can was listen to it album. all the way through. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yep. All right, cool. Um, oh, now let's get to this it. Too. Let's let's get to it, baby. It's chapter them two. clouds, man. Yeah, whatever. For so, P, P, you saw it today, right? I did. Okay. All right, no spoilers. No I've not seen it. Of I'm course trying not. to go tomorrow night. No spoilers. So, Ray, how did you like the part when, when he yeah, was like... Yeah, funny. Ah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I gave it... If I gave the first one, or the, the first remake... Let's clarify, not the miniseries, but when it came out two years ago, I would give it a four out of five. I would give this one a three out of five. Oh, no, don't tell me that. The The pacing was off. Um, it's a very long movie, okay? Yeah, it's almost three hours. Yeah, it's a very mm-hmm. long movie, and, and I think there's a lot of unnecessary stuff in it, while at the same time, they left out stuff that I wanted to be, 
you know, expanded upon. Like, <laughs> you know, they, they allude to this one thing. Like, oh, well, it is this because of this. And then they never get back to it. And I'm thinking, oh, I thought they were going to get back to that one thing that right. they mentioned back here and they never got back to it. Uh-huh. So, uh, and because it's so long, it's kind of like, okay, let's... Uh, hadn't seen him in a long time. Come on, let's get to it. You know, <laughs> so I don't yeah. know if Ray had that same feeling too. But so I've got I've got a different rating system. So you know how you had um, Cisco and Ebert had the thumbs up, thumbs down. So two thumbs ups, great. One thumbs up is good. Two thumbs down is bad. So I've got middle fingers up. So oh, two middle no. fingers up is ba- no wait wait wait. Two middle fingers up is bad. One middle finger up is good, and no middle fingers up is great. So I give it one middle finger up, and, <laughs> and so uh, it's basically uh, there's no like the other one was good because it had character development and you know the pacing was good and you were you were interested in the kids and you know they throw in Pennywise and how it would affect them and everything, but they had stuff going on even outside of Pennywise. Whereas oh, this, okay. it was kind of like, uh, you know, the adults did great, and Bill Hader is, like, really good. And uh-huh. they did good casting on this, uh, but it feels like they kind of like, okay, everybody liked Pennywise, we need more Pennywise. Uh-huh. And so that was a detriment to the story, I think. Okay. And this is it, right? Well, uh, haha, ha, bada bang. <laughs> this is the last one, right? There's not going to be a. It's no, not a trilogy. It. No, it's just this. One. Yeah, okay. this is just this one because I All can't right. do more hours of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> no. I, when I saw it was because we were going to go the other night, and um, I I saw it was three hours, and I'm like, I cannot go at night and see that. Like, I'll definitely be asleep. So, right, so did, you, did you jump any? I didn't jump any. Me either. It, this one wasn't scary at all. The first, this, I mean, the first one wasn't scary, but there were a couple times like, oh, sh-, you know, yeah. So no, there, feel, there was a couple. Yeah, the first one there was a couple gotcha moments, but yeah, yeah. I feel like he was more Freddy Krueger in this one than oh. than anything. Okay, all right. Oh, uh, Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Inside joke. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. I went yes, you were there too, Sherman. But you forgot. Anyway. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it, it's it remind me off there. I will. Uh, it was it was <laughs> it was it was okay to me. It, it was worth okay. my money. So yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely worth the money. It was a good trip. It was, it was a long trip, but yeah, it was a good movie, and it wraps it up. Uh, and it kind of feels like they kind of hit the wrap it up button. They're like wrap it up, B, and then <laughs> they're like, okay, shut it down. Yeah. You know what else? I had a really big dude sitting by me in the first one, and I missed that this time because he kept screaming and grabbing my arm, and it kind of <laughs> it, it enhanced the movie because it felt like like it was in 4D or something because I could feel people something grabbing me, right? He'd be like, yeah. oh, oh, shit, dude. And then he goes, oh, my bad, man. I'm sorry. And, and you think it's the last time, and then it happens five more times. And the whole time, funny. Carly is just hysterical laughing at the dude grabbing me, and I'm like, can you just change seats with me? Yeah, right. Yeah, let me grab you, know? you a few times. Yeah. <laughs> so so that, was, that was pretty cool, but it was a signed seating, so I couldn't even move seats or anything. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you could have moved seats yeah, with her. Yeah, you could have done with your wife. She wasn't yeah, they didn't have your name on the seat. No, she no, she didn't want to move next to the guy. That's what I'm yeah, saying. No. She would rather I be, you know, I'm getting grabbed on versus her. I mean, I kind of would rather that happen, too. But Yeah. But yeah, it was kind of yeah. 
oh, I kind of made the movie better, though. That's, yeah, yeah, you missed that 4D that's act. Sit and that's crap. Oh, well, yeah. next time, you need to hire a big guy to sit next to you. <laughs> right. You just need to rent, for that rent, experience. Yeah, rent a big guy. Like, Ray used to want to rent kids back in the day. <laughs> Not for that. You know what? Let me let me clarify that. When we used to have cookouts, our fraternity would have, like, cookouts and stuff. Everyone basically had a kid. So, Ray was like, well, shoot, I guess I need to rent a kid to fit in, you know, at these. So, I didn't want to get... You yeah, know. that was a that was a different time back then. Yes, where you could joke about renting kids. Hey. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I'm yes. glad you cleared it up before we get to Jose Ah, uh, yeah, we got to get to that. That was um, a segue. It, it's a segue <laughs> before you cleared it up. But before we do get to this, because yeah, we need to need to get to this. But um, so I will say, if you have kids listening now, then to please use discretion because we are going to be talking about a very serious situation that involves um, uh, some. Uh, some abuse towards children so um but it came out this week so press why don't you take that away so now it's a very special episode of call me daddy yes oh man oh why'd you have to say it like that now you made me feel all weird about it yeah um basically jose sanchez who's an actor uh his most famous role is malik on the game the show the sitcom the game um he basically said i'm gonna paraphrase i'm not gonna uh I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he basically says that when he was 14 years old, he was molested by one of his friend's dads. Um, so his dad pretty much would would usually call him his second son, or he was like a son to him, and kind of ask him about school and where he was going, and was he doing well, and that kind of thing. And girls, and, girls. Yeah, and about girls, like, hey, you know, you got the ladies or whatever, until so, so at one point, he pretty much asked um, Jose to, to see his penis. Um, and then performed a sexual act on him. And when he finished, he kind of threatened him and said, uh, you know, if you tell anybody, you get in trouble, that kind of thing. Uh, and Jose was 14 years old at the time. And that, of course, is very dramatic to him, but it, I'm just wondering what sparked this emotion in him now at his age. I think he's probably almost 40 now. Yeah, so according to the, the article I read, he said that you know, he called the guy out by name and said he lives in Montgomery, Alabama. Here's mm-hmm. his name. And I want everyone to know what he did to me before he leaves this earth without any repercussions. Wow. Uh, yeah. So he's kind of like, you're going to get yours before you die. You're not getting off scot-free type thing. So Did, did he, um, the, the guy, I think he had done this to seven other kids. Was that it? I, I can't remember. That oh, much. I didn't read that. Yeah, it wow. was something else that said seven other people had the same account or a similar account of things being done. Wow. Um, excuse me if that number is wrong. This, I mean, this is all... Yeah, one it, is it, bad it, enough. Yeah, Yeah, one is bad enough. And, but he announced this on social media and then, you know, how social media goes, there's a whole bunch of other things going along with it. But right. I, I tried to find this guy on Facebook, of course. And I went to his page. I said, I don't know if this is him or not, but man, he made this uh, post two years ago about Colin Kaepernick. And under the post, now it's a bunch of comments of people calling him, you know, a pedophile and all this other kind of stuff. So I'm guessing that was the right person that I found. Oh, um, yeah. And most of the people were local. Like I was kind of looking up where they were from, Montgomery, that area. So I'm mm. guessing this was really the guy. Oh man! <clears throat> wow. That's that's tough, man. I you know I know as a father, I mean it's uh, uh it's rough, man. I mean we are there, and I know. Remember we talked about this a few episodes back about you know letting just anybody watch your kids, right? Because yeah. you were saying well, you could like do the babysitter thing they have in Birmingham, mm-hmm. and yeah, but they uh you know we're ve- like we only let 
uh, even when Bakari was little, just family. And hey, not everybody in your family either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because everybody has that joke of, you know, your uncle, you know, that one uncle that, you know, people won't let their kids stay with. Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, in all jokes, there's, you know, a bit of truth that, you know, yeah, something you've got to be scared of family too. Yeah, hundred percent. So we're very particular, and aunts don't think that women. You know, I mean, I, I know I, Charlemagne um, is very open about him being molested. You know, by an aunt. I think it was an aunt or his cousin's wife. Somebody very close. Well, um, that's that's like what happened with R. Kelly. I think one of his close family members is what you know molested him when he was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Difference is Charlemagne didn't. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that, that, when he grew it, up, it diverts. But, it diverges the, from there, right? But the point is that, but it did cause him. Even now, you know, he's he's very open about his mental health, and we're going to talk about mental health on an <clears throat> upcoming episode. But you know that it all stems back to that that abuse that he suffered, you know, at the hands of his cousin's wife or his aunt or whoever it was. Um, and he said, even at the time, he was like, "Yeah, shoot, I was just, you know." It was just natural for me. I'm like, well, it's a woman. It's what I'm supposed to do. But he didn't realize the, the, um, the mental trauma it was causing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it goes both ways. But I mean, man, I, I mean, it, it as a as a parent, you know, I, it it amazes me sometimes, and I and I'm I'm kind of like stuttering a little bit because I don't want to offend anybody. But it amazes me sometimes how people let their kids just. You know, be sitting on anybody's lap or whatever it was, whatever it is. So, um, you know, it, it's it's you just got to be careful, man. And, you know, I see it a lot. I see it um, in the uh, uh, sometimes even just in the basketball gym, you know, the, 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 um, I have a friend. She was molested by her aunt. I think. I think she said around when she first became a teenager, so maybe 13 years old. Wow. And her aunt, she had a younger aunt. I think her aunt maybe was in her late 20s when this happened. And she told me that she had issues suppressing. She felt like she was suppressing being a lesbian because, I mean, she ended up getting married, uh, having a husband, having a kid. But she always felt inside that her first sexual experience was with a woman, and that's what she was attracted to. And, wow. and this sexual... Um, you know, participation that she had with her aunt, you know, went from being forced to like a normal thing. And I think it was normal until her mom found out. So, so it wasn't even, it wasn't even something where she was like, Oh no, this is bad. She thought like Charlemagne may have thought this is normal or exactly. She didn't think it was normal because she didn't think she didn't know she was a lesbian or even thought that she may have been a lesbian before that point. Mm -hmm. But because she, she liked it it felt good to her after a certain point and they would just get together and do this like it was a normal thing to occur and her mom found out i think around like 19 or something mm-hmm. that this was going on wow course, so it went on like six years mm-hmm. it went on for a very long time wow um it, it completely changed it though so her whole adulthood you know she got married out of feeling like okay i gotta marry a man because mom knows about this everything and, and now she divorced that guy and i think she's a full-on lesbian now at this point Mm-hmm. Um, but the craziest part about it is, and this is what she told me, I have to see this lady at every family reunion. And so the rest of the family just, doesn't know about it? Mom knows. I'm not sure what the rest of the family knows about it. Wow. But it's just a, a tense, okay, yeah. she's here, I'm here, this is weird type situation. Mm. Um, but hurt people hurt people, so no telling. That's, that's very true. With the honey yeah. going through and everything else. So. 
And, and you know, that's the, the bad thing is, is that, you know, this is, you know, you don't hear about it at a lot, but it's common. I mean, just like we said, common Super common. said yeah. that he, he had it um, happen to him. I was listening to the Dan Levitar show, and they had a musician on there, Vince Gill. Uh, I guess he's country music. I don't know, but he talked about how. Yeah, a, he's country. Yeah, so he talked about how one of his uh, one of his coaches tried to molest him to the point that he wrote a song about it. Oh wow! To help other people that are that have gone through that, and you know, I joked about you know a special episode of you know Call Me Daddy podcast. Well. A very famous special episode is the episode of Different Strokes, where they had the the guy in the bike shop that would molest uh, that tried to molest Arnold and Dudley. So I mean, that was back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this is I'm sure this is going on and goes on a lot more than you would expect it to, yeah. or that you realize. Yeah, no, and I and I think that a lot of times it's you know you you tell your kids look out for the boogeyman, but you know the boogeyman is like you said, Uncle Joe you know, who's watching your child, you know, so they, they think that it's, this is normal, or this is how they're showing them love or whatever. And you Mm -hmm. you just, you gotta be careful, man. I mean, it's, you know, so, so to to say all that, I just want to make sure that people are making sure that they have a, a good line of communication with their kid, that their kid isn't afraid to talk to them about stuff, because I was terrified of my dad to talk to him about anything. So yeah. something like this, I probably would never talk to him about just because he got, I mean, you don't take the trash out in time. You're getting screamed out. You scream that, you know what I mm. mean? So just make sure you have a healthy line of communication with your kid. I try to have one with Paisley already at four years old. If she can tell me stuff, she won't get in trouble. If she tells me stuff, let me know things. Yeah. Uh, I remember it too. She was telling me uh, some lady in um, daycare popped her. And they're Ooh. not supposed to do that too. They were supposed to put them in timeout. And when we mm. got went to the classroom, the lady was stuttering and stammering. We asked to see the footage because they had cameras in each classroom. The owner of the uh, daycare told us he would have to look at them first and then let us see. Oh no! And, and, and that was that was it. We're gone. You're not gonna you're not gonna be able to go back and cover up what happened or whatever, and then right. clean it up, clean up the tape, and then let us see it afterwards. No, I want to see the whole thing. Let's just watch the day real fast, you know? Right. So so right. stuff like that, even with people that are certified teachers in place, it's still talk to your kids about stuff because even a two-year-old will come home and tell you something's off. Yeah, and, so, and to Jose's point, I mean, he was 14. He, right, he was 14. And people, yeah. you know, stop saying, oh, you're 14. You, no, nah, man, you, you don't know... You don't. It's all. It's a mentality thing. It's a power it's, thing. It's exactly. not necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily just. Oh, you were fourteen. You probably could have stopped them. Well, yeah, uh, fear is fear. And he could have popped you in the head with a gun. Who knows? I mean, what else? You know. So. And he, you know, in the article, he was saying the guy kind of primed him. Like he. Yes. He set him up. It wasn't like, hey, let me give you a ride home today. It was, let me give you a ride home over a few weeks, and let me, you know, he starts playing these mental games with him and kind of getting him further and further and further until he was able to to commit the act yeah so so he was grooming him yeah exactly yep yep so um you know i mean i give a lot of props to jose and and to common i I definitely i I need to read that book but uh you know it it takes a lot of strength and i think that there's power in that there's power in in as Charlemagne always says in living your truth um and being able to come out on the other side of that and you know I know people are going to have an issue with him calling the guy out right now, whatever, but it is what it is, you know, but I, I definitely, you know, just 
Yeah, I kind of feel like that was his act of getting his power back. Exactly. I agree 100%. So... Um, but take care of your kids, man. Don't leave your, leave your kids with anybody. Like I said, I started saying about in the gym. It was like a little girl in the gym this summer. She like sitting. This girl's probably like three or four, but like sitting on this guy's lap. And like that's not like her father's playing in the game. And you're like, well, you know, you know, Bernardo made a comment about it. Like, why? It just didn't look right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And you know, you just gotta be careful, man. Who you let around your kids? You know. Um, because as you said, Ray, this is way too common. And, you know, Uncle Joe is, you know, my dad's best friend. He's like an uncle to me, but you don't know what Uncle Joe is doing. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, sorry we couldn't, you know, end the show on a on a good laugh with the subject. But, uh, Preston, you got a dad joke? Maybe we'll end on that. I don't even have one. I don't even know if I want to follow one up after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, that's that's the story. So some good good content tonight. Like I said, we're going to talk about mental illness and also, you know, with your kids and stuff like that coming up, too. So, um, well, but, we can pep it up a little bit. What's going on this week? What are y'all doing? Um, I'll start if you want. I have so I have basketball. I have a couple division one schools coming in to check out one or two of our kids this week. So I'm really excited about that. So uh, I think they're coming Tuesday and Wednesday for our practices. Um, to look at, and they, a couple of these kids already have offers from these schools, but they're pretty big schools, so I'm, I'm real happy for them. Um, I need to go see it. I'm a little hesitant now, but I'm definitely going to go no, see it. Like you should still, still go it's see still it. Good. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's just not as good as the other one. Yeah, okay. I, I think that's about it. And then, oh yeah, I'll be working. <laughs> How about you, Ray? Uh, so, this weekend, so... Uh, oh, happy anniversary, by the way. And that was one thing I was going to say is I probably need to do a makeup anniversary uh, because the only thing that we did, our anniversary was Wednesday. So that sucks being in the middle of the week. So um, like, I went and picked up sushi and flowers and then did a uh, fantasy football draft. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, I've been married long enough to really suck at anniversaries now. Yeah. So we got to do a do a make good on that. Yeah. Uh, Liam started back soccer, so um, he played this weekend. Uh, scored three goals. He would have scored more, but the last goal uh, he was playing, and a little kid on his team, the ball was on Liam's foot. He picked up the ball, turned around, and then kicked it in their own goal. <laughs> <laughs> so I like Liam was okay with it. I was furious. I was like, "You little uh, uh, kids!" <laughs> but so uh, we got soccer next week, and yeah, it's just funny watching three year olds play soccer. Yeah, yeah, that's funny, man. All right, cool, P. Um, nothing much this week. Um, just work, <laughs> a lot of meetings. Yeah, uh, Paisley yeah. wants, wants to go to a game. She didn't specify what game. Uh, yeah. UAB has a home game. Saturday, but she's not with me then, so I'm taking her to a Thompson High School football game. Thompson is where uh, Tua went to school. I don't think Alabama. UAB doesn't have a home. They they've got to buy this week. Yeah, that's what I said. You said I thought no. you said they had one. Mm-mm, I said they don't have one. Someone oh, okay. Thompson game. Yeah. No, no I said I don't have her. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying next week I'm going to take her to a Thompson game. So. Yeah, but they don't have a game. Yeah, they're, they're off to the 21st. Mm-hmm. And that, that's South Alabama, that game. That, that'll that be a good one. So, well, in-state rivalry. So, okay, cool. All right, fellas. Well, uh, 
you know, appreciate you guys. And for all those out there, again, reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook at uh, Call Me Daddy Podcast, um, Twitter at Call Me Daddy Pod One, and uh, email email us some of your thoughts, some of your subject matter, whatever you guys want us to cover. Call Me Daddy Podcast at gmail.com. You guys have a good night. Have a good week. Be safe. All right, everybody. Talk to you later. Peace. Peace.